testing. One, two, three. Doug, let's hear the regular voice testing. Hey, I'm testing. Okay. Now the suit. Now the deep voice. Testing. Testing. <laughs> Perfect. One, okay, that's two. that's just what now your normal voice again. Testing. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. Ready to do this? Yeah. Cost Pussage, Cost Pussage, reviewing all your one-star reviewers. Pip and Doug are Scott and Jeff, what happened to Scott and Jeff? They're definitely not buried in a basement. Cost Pussage, Cost Pussage, the one-star podcast with Scott and Jeff is not the best. All right, Doug, it is showtime. Ready to go? One-star reviews, one-star reviews, we're reading one-star reviews. How'd the new theme song? That was a Die Dr. Pepper talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. In four, two, zero. It is the One Star Podcast with Scott and Jeff. I'm Kip. I'm Doug. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Scott and Jeff. Uh, Scott and Jeff could not be with us today. They uh, disappeared without a trace over 100 episodes ago. Yep, that's true. Hope uh, we find them. Hope the Lord is with yeah. them. If you want to find out more about that mystery, uh, you can check out our true crime website at tospwissage.com. Tospwissage.com. That's the acronym for the One Star Podcast with Scott and Jeff. Tospwissage. The uh, only podcast that truly deserves one star. So yes. please rate us one star on your podcast listening device. Yes, it's very important that you rate us one star and one star only. We are currently rated 1.5 stars on Apple Podcasts, and that is ridiculous. All right, whoever yeah, somebody gave us five stars. Yeah, whoever did that, take it back. Yeah. Um, so just to be care- just so you know, not to leave anything to chance, we're going to make this episode extra shitty so nobody accidentally yeah. gives us five yeah. stars. Um, I've. Do people? Do you think people know what the show's about? Should we tell the new listeners? Yeah, go ahead show's kind of it's a it's kind of like a mix between cereal and dirty john but with uh, <laughs> reviews for products and places and stuff right right it's uh it's not a podcast like those in the sense that there's a narrative structure and a story to be told right it's uh but it is a podcast like those in the sense that um it's groundbreaking yeah and um yeah. it's uh a podcast yeah and uh dirty john did listen to it wait i thought he got murdered killed yeah that's when the numbers went down on our podcast by one. Oh, yeah he was a big fan of the first hundred episodes yeah. that's yeah. right you remember when the when the numbers went ticked down by one after dirty john was murdered <laughs> to zero it went from yeah. one to zero yeah <laughs> listeners yeah i remember uh anyway should we, uh, should we introduce our guest today yeah, man, let's do it. Let's get right into this. You know, we had a uh, we had somebody lined up, a big time guest, but they it would be canceled at the last second. Uh huh. That happens their, a lot. Their, yeah, their career was canceled. Oh, they were they were canceled. Yeah. I see. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so they couldn't come on the show, so we got somebody uh, even better. Oh yeah, he's a uh, well known humorist. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, do you know you know what a humorist is, Doug? Uh, from my understanding, a humorist is someone who says somewhat funny things, but the people never laugh out loud at them. 
do spoken word or maybe like write a uh, book of short stories or right. something. A newspaper column that appears like on Mondays in the newspaper. Yeah. And the yeah. the column is called Mondays. Or like uh, some sort of like a quirky column about like what it's like to be getting older. <laughs> yep. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we've done we've done a lot of different types of stuff in the humor area, right? The, there's the the TV shows, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some short films. That's right. But it, stand, doing stand up, but maybe part of it has to be that you have to write it down, and then people have to read it. That's part. That's what makes you a humorist. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Seems like every, all the humorists have books or uh, zines. Yeah, because I see some people on Wikipedia. There, like it says, uh, you know, Doug Perkins. Uh, humorist, mm-hmm. but I. What about getting on Wikipedia? How do you do that? Do you have to be a humorist to get on the Wikipedia? Yeah, I mean, once you've reached that level of being called a humorist, you're a shoe in for Wikipedia. I mean, anyway, I'm sorry, I di- digress there a little bit, but I just want to bring on our guest, uh, future humorist Doug Perkins. Hey, what's happening? I'm here to humor you. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. Are you you're familiar with how the show works and everything? Uh, yeah, I've been on 113 episodes so far. You're kind of a friend of the show, I'd say. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word friend. That's a bit strong. <laughs> but yes, um, I am a, a an acquaintance of the show. You know, I don't know if you've been hearing kind of the rumblings that have been going on. Um, there's a lot of kind of action on the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are talking about this. It was actually trending the other day. It's a... Uh, that the uh, first 100 uh, episodes of our show uh, have gone missing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. Where is Toss Passage 100? That was yeah. trending. Yeah. Um, and and do, you, do you know, like, uh, have, is there any new updates on that situation? <sighs> there is a... Uh, so, as you know... I wear a lot of cargo shorts. Yeah. Yeah, they never went out of style in your house. No, that's right. Uh, Mine the, neither. The L2s, you know, yeah. the, the Levi yeah. brand cargo jeans. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, the right leg has this huge pocket. Uh, uh-huh. it's, it's sort of the main pocket. It's my main pocket. Other people mm-hmm. have, div- you know, favorite pockets on their cargo uh, shorts, but, um, the problem with this box is is it's huge and I put everything in there, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. my purse. And, uh, unfortunately I had the, the USB drive in my, uh, main cargo pocket and I washed the first hundred episodes. Oh no. And what, so what happened? I don't know. I'm drying them right now. So hopefully, yeah, they're in the dryer. So I imagine that sort of just reverses everything, and it should be fine. I'll let you know once. Um, and I can the and I can see done. why you would be carrying them around because they've been kind of lost so many times that you want to keep them close to you all the time. But in this yeah. instance, it kind of backfired on you. Right. I think they were in that pocket the whole time. <laughs> For all these episodes, they've been in there. Yeah. It was in the big pocket or like a little tiny secret pocket. Well, there's a couple of pockets inside the big pocket, and it must have gotten into one of those pockets. 
Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I never looked there now that now that we're talking about it. So I imagine that's where they were the entire time. Follow along on social uh, up to the second drama on what happens with, as those kind of continue to dry out. Yeah, at uh, Tosswasage on Twitter and same with Instagram, right? At Tosswasage. Mm-hmm. All right, well, should we get into the show here, Doug? I would love nothing more. Okay, what, do, you, do you have any reviews or anything? Oh, yeah, I brought some reviews. Uh, luckily, I, you know, I got this call last second to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, I had some reviews standing by. Your reviews yeah. are ripped out of newspapers, right? Kind of like Jay Leno used to do. Ripped out of the headlines, yeah. <laughs> now, me and Jay Leno have a lot in common. We're both humorists. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We both have never made anyone laugh. Okay. <laughs> Here's uh, a bunch of reviews yeah. from the website Goodreads. It's okay. that website where people could leave reviews of books they've read. And yep. I really enjoyed when I looked up... Uh, some reviews of cat in the hat you know several episodes ago mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. I wanted to look up another children's classic and this one is good night moon oh yeah i think there's uh, a couple of copies of that at our house yeah you have children i'm sure you've read it it's it, it's i don't know really what it's about but i remember it being about uh someone saying good night to all the different objects in their room and then yep. to the moon yep yep pretty straightforward but uh, not everyone's a fan of Goodnight Moon. Okay. <laughs> including Jessica, who rated it one star and said, Why do people like this book? Finding the little mouse on each page is fun, but other than that, it's just a dumb book. There is a lame attempt to rhyme sometimes. There's no rhythm. I don't get it. All right. And then. This s- is. Uh, <laughs> how, how old do we think this is like a. This is a book for like little babies. Yeah, this is a book for, for I would say, zero to four. I would say zero. I would almost go so far as to say it's like zero to one and a half. Yeah. Because you're just pointing at things and saying what they are. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. one of those repetitive try to teach you like just to point at things type of book. So I don't know if it's um, unless like a very advanced one-year-old wrote that review. And, the, and the, no, no, they did not. Uh, this is was from, this person reading it to a kid or just reading it as kind of like a yeah this like a high school book report. This person <laughs> never mentioned a kid is not involved at all in their review, <laughs> which is uh, interesting. And then Scott rated it one star and said, "Really? Let's say goodnight to a whole bunch of inanimate objects. Wow, that was a lot of fun. It feels like the book was written by an accountant. Now let's move to the next object in the room and say goodnight. Oh, how delightful!" However, for some reason that I cannot figure, the kid likes this book. He probably just sees his data in true misery as he reads the book. He probably just likes seeing his data in true misery as he reads the book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, wait, this is, he's talking about the kid in the book or his kid? No, his kid enjoys the book, which is what, what is supposed (laughs) to, yeah, that's what it's for. But the oh, dad, no. the dad just can't stand it because he's, I don't know, a narcissist. Why can't my kid suggest a book that I would enjoy reading <laughs> before bed? You know, my kid always suggests Goodnight Moon, never suggests any Dean Koontz. <laughs> Holly rates it one star and says, I'm not entirely sure why, but I loathe this book. 
It's boring <laughs> and the colors are ugly for one. But there are also certain intangible reasons, which bothers me in a way. Everyone loves this book, which makes me hate it all the more. I mm. sense this makes me a bad person on par with those who eat sandwiches made from babies. What? Yeah. So that one takes an interesting turn at the end there. Yeah. I don't but think... she made, I don't know, she wrote it as if that's like a common thing people say. What do you put on that sandwich anyway? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Cheese? Is there cheese on that? Is it like... Oh. I would imagine a lot of mustard. And... Yeah, I'd put a lot of mustard on that. Maybe even some jalapenos. Yeah. Depending on the taste of the baby, I suppose. Yeah, and I imagine there would be like a little apple in the baby's mouth like with uh, you do with pigs. <laughs> sure. You gotta. H, uh, who does not want to be known, rates it one star and says, Ugh. This book is horribly illustrated, garishly colored, and not very creative. I can't understand its popularity. It greatly pales in comparison to others in the same genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the best books are the ones where they, you turn the page, mm -hmm. and then you have to open something on the page. Oh, right, yeah. And you see something behind. Those are the best ones. That's my favorite genre. <laughs> Natasha wrote, I hate this book. It has horrible cadence, makes no sense, and my daughter loves it. Arg. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what, is, <laughs> what is there to make sense? Uh, this is a good one from Sarah. She writes, this book creeps me out every time I read it to my little one. I'm referring specifically to the blank page that says, good night, nobody. Who the hell is nobody? <laughs> What are they doing creeping around in this child's room? Why don't they have a face? What do they want from this child? And shudder, are they watching the child sleep? Sinister. <laughs> I don't know, Doug. It sounds like a, a horror movie franchise. I know, it does. Where, like, uh, a bunch of parents are, like, given this book or the book's left on the doorstep, and the kid always requests that they read it to him before bedtime. Yeah. And then the kids all grow up having the same nightmares or something. All right. And then Frank, this is the last one. Frank gives it one star and says, ugh, boring and predictable. <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah, it's, it says on the title that they're going to say goodnight to the moon. And then at the last page, they say goodnight moon. It's crazy. It's so predictable. So that's, uh, that's what I got for goodnight moon. What reviews do you have in store for us today? Well, let's see here. So, Doug, are you familiar with Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles? Yes, I uh, enjoy that place. I really do, too. There used to be one by my work, and I love that place. But some people d didn't like it as much as we did. Oh, okay. Um, this one says, <laughs> this is from uh, Daritza. Uh-huh. This person says, uh, they should really fix their mailbox. It's completely full. I tried calling a few times and nobody answers. I do hope to talk to someone soon and let them know about this. <laughs> One star. <laughs> For their voicemail box being full. Yes. Yeah, so is that why she's calling? <laughs> why is she calling in the first place? <laughs> to tell them their voicemail box is full. <laughs> I think so. Uh, 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 here's one from Gabby P. 
Gabby says, I'm an L.A. native, and I've never visited Rocco's, though it's an L.A. staple. Decided to finally go. It's around 10.30 a.m. on Labor Day. There's a small wait, however, because I was solo. They seated me right away. The person that took me to the table had zero words for me. Mm -hmm. He put my menu on the table. I sat. He walked away. Yeah, that's the host, Sounds right? Normal. Who yeah, normal brings so you in. I'm sure. looking through my menu, which was sticky, as mm -hmm. was the table. The waitress came over and says, hello, are you ready to order? I informed her that I was not, and it was my <laughs> first time there. Usually a waiter will say, hello, my name is so-and-so, and I'll be your waiter today. Can I get you started on something to drink? And then you say, <laughs> it's your first time there. Well, <laughs> then the waiter will jump into recommendations for their most popular dish. We should put these restaurant instructions up somewhere where people can use them. I like that she's at Roscoe's and she's waiting for them to recommend their most popular dish. Or like they like yeah, a, the chicken and waffles. Like a, like, a, like a fancy steakhouse or something. Okay. Also, I cannot say, even say how many countless times their phone just rang and rang and rang, <laughs> and no one ever picked it up. The phone rang the entire time I was there, and it was never picked up. I think we know who is calling. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's, here's another one. Uh, this is from Alex. says... I was in Hollywood when I came across this restaurant. I was in a I was in a big surprise. Uh -huh. <laughs> sure I, I ordered chicken wings and fries. It was the saddest looking plate I ever had. The chicken was as dry as an ancient Egyptian mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The fries were previously frozen. The service was appalling. I ordered a glass of water with lemon. It took the waitress, who must have been in a bad mood, 11 minutes to deliver the water without the lemon. <laughs> the entree was delivered in 19 minutes. Why couldn't, <laughs> why couldn't he compare everything to things throughout history? <laughs> Ancient Egyptian mummy. Yeah. Like and the, the water took as long to arrive as the Seven Days War. <laughs> I just don't understand what people's expectations are. Like people just assume that they get to be treated like royalty wherever they go. That's true. And it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird cultural thing that happens in America and nowhere else, I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe yeah, that's not and true. And they don't ever they don't acknowledge that the people that are working at the restaurant are human beings either. Right. Just no weird servants. Everyone's there for them as soon as they walk in the door. Yeah. 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 It's weird, man. Here, this is a good one. This is, this will make you feel better. This is a person who was at the restaurant and they put their name on the waiting list mm -hmm. twice. They put their name and then they also put their friend's name. And uh, this is the person, this person, Bang Bab says, Gives it one star and says, Bouncer literally said he was going to fuck my ass up for scratching my friend's name off the list when we double reserved. Seriously? Question mark. <laughs> I like that the, that the restaurant has a bouncer. Dude. Oh, yeah, it does. The one in Hollywood. And uh, That's great. also, yeah, you don't double reserve, bro. <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> get your ass kicked anywhere. Ass. Yeah. Fuck his ass up. Yeah what i'd say yeah i remember one time uh my sister and i both called blockbuster to reserve uh uh cops and robbersons sure you know on vhs sure. and course. we got there 
and they were really pissed off and I got my ass kicked <laughs> by the people at Blockbuster. But I deserved it. We double reserved. Yeah. I mean, it was probably <laughs> worth it for Cops and Robertsons though, right? Yeah. Jack Palance. Come on. <laughs> Chevy uh, Chase. Here's another Roscoe's review. This is a, a one-star review from Rizzy. And Rizzy says, a uh, couple of issues. First, they don't really have a waiting area. Mm-hmm. So we waited outside for 30 minutes in the freezing cold. In Los That's Angeles. Just, I've lived here cute. 18 yeah. years. It's never been below 50. No, I don't think I've ever put a <laughs> jacket on. I've yeah. worn a sweatshirt. So I went back and looked at the uh, weather.com. Oh, for the date the review for the, was? For the date. February 24th of 2018. So it was a Saturday. Uh, the high of 63. Okay. And a low of 58. Oof. And this was around the time of the high, so it was a freezing 62 degrees, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been like a chill factor thing. You know, there was a wind out of the north at 3.1 miles per hour. (laughs) So that could have been. Yeah, (laughs) it felt like it was 63, but with the wind chill, it was... uh, 62. Yeah, 62. (laughs) Which, like, anywhere else you'd be jumping in a lake and going swimming. (laughs) Okay, that's it for my Roscoe's reviews today. All right, I have a couple reviews I want to read real quick. This is for a movie called The Musketeer, which came out in the early 2000s. Um, It was, you know, going to be a new spin on the classic Three Musketeers tale. Okay. And uh, Lumiere 5 says, really, really bad. And he says, this movie sucked. It sucked so bad it redefined suckiness. Even the teenagers who saw it thought so. I heard two of them talking in the lobby. One said the Charlie Sheen version was better. And his friend said, dude, the candy bar is better. I think that sums it up. Rent the Richard Lester version <laughs> in my top five movies of all time. Okay, so there's that Wait, one. what? Film. So he eavesdropped his review. Yeah, but that's this not the review is eavesdropped and lifted from some kids in the lobby. That's not the most stunning thing about this re- <laughs> review, and I will I will reveal that after this review. Uh, okay. I've never hated a film more, writes Brian Maxis. This film is truly awful. I am a movie fan, so in not so good films, I usually try to pick out the good points from it and give the director some credit for what he has done. But with this, there was no credit due to anyone involved. Take my word and avoid it like the plague because it's the biggest waste of a cinema ticket I've come across. Okay, so both these reviews that I just read were written on September 11th, 2001. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? <laughs> they like saw the World Trade Center's collapse and were like, oh, no, 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 that's not bad. I'll tell yeah, you what's bad. Worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another one written on September 12th, 2001. Okay. Oh, same movie? <laughs> same movie. Okay. And it says, suckiest of the suck that ever sucked. Peter Hyams, you owe me 10 bucks. I wish I had that 100 minutes or so of my life back. I'm not sure what was worse. The pace, the story, the acting, actually it was all of it combined. And what was up with the opening credits and graphics? That's what this guy was thinking about on September 12th, 2001. Yeah, what's up with all these news reports on my TV? 
Uh, so that's, uh, that's all I got. I, you know, is it time for the break or, do, uh, yeah. People, uh, give our podcast one star as they should, but they give the break segment three stars. They, they say we should spin it off and make it its own podcast. Yeah. We're thinking about it. Uh, okay. So it's time for the break. Uh, yeah, it's time for the, break. for the break in three. Two, one, and... That was quite a break, wasn't it, Doug? It was. Should we take another break? Okay. Yeah. All right. quite a break wasn't it doug it was i hope everyone um you know is refreshed and ready to endure the rest of our show <laughs> should we talk about our sponsor you want to get into some uh some really late breaking um important exclusive tossage news oh yeah people want the news they want to know okay. what's up i got a little piece of news here for you all right this came to my personal email um, and it's uh, it's about the show, and it says, "Hey there, I noticed Tosposage, the one star podcast Scott and Jeff, is gaining traction." Oh, so I figured I'd reach out with a way to continue growing your audience. Many podcasts rely on transcriptions for helping new listeners find their show when searching on Google. Huh? It helps to promote the show, letting listeners read and search through the episode's content, which I didn't know about. I didn't know that people like to read podcasts. No, me neither. Uh, I, I usually right. just listen to them. Right? Yeah, yeah, most people do, but I guess the next thing is going to be that people are going to want to read them. You know, we're always at the tail end of every trend. Yeah, but what if we get out on this early and we start converting all of our podcasts to book? You know, book form like uh, uh right. like volumes of uh, podcasts. Right, page turners. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think we gotta strike while the <laughs> iron's hot. Yeah. Is that the phrase? Yeah. So I'm picture. I'm kind of picturing like a big a wall of encyclopedias, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
And then once the podcast is in printed form, then I think we're humorists for sure. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We will soli- we will solidify our uh, legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as humorists. Then we get that. And then the next step is Wikipedia. Once we're on Wikipedia, like, that's, I mean, that's when you know you've made it. Yeah, I mean, you just want to be, like, mentioned in the same breath as, like, a uh, Garrison Keeler. You know, <laughs> what if they were Garrison Keeler and Scott and Jeff? Oh, yeah, God. And Doug. What a dream. Yeah, Garrison Keeler, uh, Mo Rocca. You know? Just imagine Just great how much humorous. fun it would be to hang out with Mo and Garrison. <laughs> Pretty much everyone who appears on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, right? They're all yeah. humorous. Yeah. Paula Poundstone. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, how much more fun would it be to read the podcast than listen to it? It would be a great gift. I could already see it. Yeah. I could already, I'm just imagining different members of my family opening it up and just, uh, you know, barely cracking a smile. <laughs> yeah. And if we, if there's one thing we know uh, to be true is that people love to read. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's making a, it's making a huge, con- you see people on their little phones all day long. They must be reading. Yeah. And then what we should do is we should read the books out loud, you know, the transcriptions of our shows yeah. out yeah. loud, yeah. Yeah. and uh, turn that into an audiobook of, of our podcast. Of course, of course. That's brilliant. We are going to make so much money. Did you did you have any uh, and I mean I know this any news you have will pale in comparison to this paradigm shift. Oh, do I have any news? Yeah, yeah. So if you ordered one of our limited edition Tosspasage T-shirts featuring Tosby, the one star mascot, yeah. uh, do not wear them without listening to what I'm saying. The chemicals used in the dyeing process will bleed and they will badly burn you if the T-shirts get wet at all right if they get wet or sweaty and uh also if they're exposed to sunlight the the chemicals will bleed and burn you um Mm. but don't return them you know they're going to be huge collector's items and you can still wear them i know you want to wear them just do it in a windowless climate controlled room and those shirts are i mean just to be clear out there if you have any allergies or anything extra there 30% 30% lycra, mm-hmm. 70% mogwai. Yes. Yeah, they are made out of mogwais, which it may explain the, yeah, not being able to get them wet. But also helps explain why we got such a good deal on them. That's true. Uh, and I had one other little piece of news here. This is also exciting, Doug. I actually did a search, a Google search for mm-hmm. Tospasage. Yeah. And uh, there's some new results. Let me just read this to you here real quick. It's on uh, domains registered by date. Oh, on, okay. Uh, on a cubdomain.com. Oh, yeah. So I this go is there for, a lot. Yeah. So this is for domains registered on 6-21-2020. Okay. And this is page 17 of this document. And right there, there we are. 
uh, June 21st, Tospassage.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right there next to uh, other fan favorites, Tossadart.com. Oh, yeah, Tossadart. Yeah, yeah, and uh, TotalDeathCore.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, those are our websites as well. Yeah. So, so good company to be in. It's just the right time to tell people about Toss a Dart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Listen to our new podcast, Toss a Dart, um, where Kip and I break down the latest in the world of professional darts. You don't need to see that happening if you can hear us describe the dart as it flies through the air and yeah, narrows yeah. in on its target. Right, right. We'll tell you what number it hits and all that. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And then Total Death Corps, uh, where yeah. Kevin and I break down the latest and greatest in Total Death Corps music. So, but we don't play any music. No, we don't play any music, and we really have a limited knowledge of that kind of music. But Yeah, um, but we figured. Yeah, there was, a, there was an area, you know. Underserved. Underserved in the podcast community, the Death yeah. Corps podcast. Yeah, the people. Yeah, they want to, people that don't want to listen to the music, but want to hear people that don't know much about it talk about the music. Right. Yep. We're filling that yeah. need. But anyway, I thought that was pretty big news. That is big news. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. This week's sponsor is uh, proud to announce that we just signed a mid four figure deal with Bike Ooh. Athletic Company. You oh. know, those, uh, those tight shorts your seventh grade gym teacher wore? Those yeah, were oh, bike. Yeah. Those were bike brand shorts. Yeah. Now, Kip and I are the face of those shorts, uh, mm-hmm. and we have to wear them at all times as part of the deal. And nothing th- on top of them either, just right. straight. Yeah, exactly. No, bike shorts all the time for the next six months, or the bank will repossess my condo. Well, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good to, that's yeah. good to hear, Doug. And so, I'm glad they're, um... so bike athletic shorts go to... BikeAthleticShorts.com backslash Tosposage. So please, 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 please buy yes. bike brand athletic Just order shorts. As many, whatever that money you were saving up yeah. for that rainy day, it, 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 is, it is here. It will save my condo and Kip's life. <laughs> so think about that. Okay. All right, should we get back into it? Sure thing. Is it thing. showtime again? Let's do it. It's uh, our number one most requested segment, Behind the Break. All right. And then... it's a little segment we call, What Else You Got? What Else You Got? Is that the, de- is that the death core version? What Else You Got? <laughs> All right, today's, uh, we've got a very special guest. Yeah, he's, uh, and he's perfect for the show, too. He's a frequent user of products and services. Oh, that, yeah, that is perfect. That's yeah. exactly who we're looking for. He's also uh, currently a writer, but he he's, he's writes for uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's late night show. Oh, all right. And his name is Joe Strazulo. Welcome to the uh, Toss Passage, Joe. Oh, wow. Thank you, guys. Oh, this, is a big, this is a big deal. I love what you guys are doing. <laughs> oh, so what else you got? <laughs> okay, so this is a, uh, a review on Amazon of the uh, the classic game Operation. Okay, yeah. We're all, we're all familiar with that, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's the, bu- the buzzy one. <laughs> you, take, you take the Earth tweezers. Yeah. yeah. The anxiety. Uh, so 
the uh, title is, uh, This Operation Was Not a Success. He goes, perhaps it was the nostalgia, perhaps the clever packaging. Whatever compelled me to buy this game, I hope you do not fall prey to the same misguided intention. <laughs> My kids hate the game. They hate the buzzer. They hate the tiny parts that get lost in the carpet. They hate the premise. There is no educational value in this game other than learning to count the money or learning that specialists get paid exorbitant amounts of money, even more than regular doctors. I recommend you spend your money and time elsewhere. I, I like that they were buying Operation to teach their kids how to become a doctor. Yeah. And we're upset that maybe they didn't get their foot in, their foot in the door in medical school. Yeah. What other games do that? Like, like Clue doesn't teach you how to solve real murders. I, I, I played Battleship, but I still wouldn't be able to pass basic training in the military. Right. Yeah. Imagine one of my children getting into a real operating room and trying to perform surgery on somebody. Yeah. yeah. There's no buzzer even to tell them when they've cut a major artery. His, his nose just stayed the same and he just died. <laughs> Doug, what else you got? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, I have here a review for the film Jeepers Creepers, and this one says... First, the, the first one. Yes, this is the first Jeepers Creepers, uh, not the compromised second Jeepers Creepers. Okay. All right, all right. All right. This is from Starving Artist. Uh, don't waste your money on this. This movie is not clever. It's basically somewhere between gory and hokey with a plot that goes nowhere. It's poorly put together piece with no real suspense, no subplots or stories, just one big, long, drawn-out chase scene between the predator and its two pieces of prey. The ending leaves the audience with no sense of resolution, and it's purely for shock value only. Can I emphasize enough, don't spend any time or money on this movie. And this uh, review was written September 13th, 2001. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think it's been long enough? I, I know things are yeah. a little weird right now, uh, but yeah. I've I got to get this out. I saw that movie last week, and I still haven't written uh, what I think I, <laughs> while it's still fresh. I hope, I hope that the, the sequel made him come around, though. I feel like it tied up a lot of loose ends. The sequel happened uh, right when the Great Recession hit. They only release a Jeepers Creepers movie after a terrible tragedy. So I feel like the, uh, the COVID harder. Jeepers Creepers should be coming up anytime. Yeah, they've, I think they've made three of them now. Each one accompanied by doom. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a new Jeepers Creepers coming out. Get in the bunker. But someone else also wrote a review on September 13th, 2001. Uh, that just rips into Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> That's a shame. All right, Kip, what else you got? Oh, what do I got? Yeah. What do I got? Well, uh, I have a review here from a, uh, it's a Thai restaurant in Los Angeles. That serves like neckties? Yeah. <laughs> well, not just neckties. Polo ties, bow ties, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, Yuck. Uh, anyway, here's this person gives this Thai restaurant a uh, one star. And they mm -hmm. say, don't bother calling for takeout. They put you on hold and never come back. <laughs> one star. So then the owner replied, 
Sorry for the inconvenience. The server taking your order had a seizure while doing so and couldn't complete the process. When you showed up to retrieve your order and it was not ready, even though there was an ambulance in front of the restaurant and we were tending to the medical emergency at hand, we offered to complete your order at that time. I'm sorry you declined and chose to complain in a public forum. <laughs> That's pretty good, though, when you, they get called out like that. I, know, I like I that. Know, I love it when the here's here's another quick one. This is a this is a review for a mall. This is an interesting one. It's a one star. Horrible. This is all caps. Horrible. I went here. This, that's all capitals, but then twice is not capitalized. So horrible. I went here twice. And trust me, y'all can do better than go here. Back to lowercase. Workers here are rude and pushed my mom down the escalator. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I wonder if anyone's ever tried to shove someone up an escalator. Dif the oh, difficulty wow. level that's the higher there that is the certain death right being shoved down an escalator those things are hard yeah. yeah especially if you get shoved down the one going up you could fall forever you could starve yeah to death. that was a scene in jeepers creepers i think <laughs> joe what else you got uh i got here i got a review of uh you guys know have you ever heard of the great wolf lodge I have. It's, it's like an, a it's like a theme parky type of thing, right? It's an indoor water slide park. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is a uh, this review one star on TripAdvisor. It says it's titled "Turn the Music Down." <laughs> My lady and I got food poisoning and stomach was completely messed up. And why is the music so loud? <laughs> Children are everywhere screaming and having a blast and great time. Why must the music be so loud, though? <laughs> the front desk were completely clueless. The staff at the restaurant were nice, but again, my lady and myself both got food poisoning. Never <laughs> again will I stay here. If you are hard of hearing, this is the place for you. If you want to loose your hearing, this is the place to go. Normally, I don't use TripAdvisor to write reviews at all, but I felt inclined to write on this one. Terrible experience. <laughs> It sounds what? like this guy went to the Great Wolf Lodge for like a romantic weekend <laughs> with his wife and was upset that there was like water slides. I just love yeah, the idea that like somebody complaining about it being too loud at an indoor water slide <laughs> park. It's our anniversary. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love it in any review when someone complains about people having a good time. <laughs> like, and yeah, it says trip type here also, I just noticed traveled as a couple like why are you here if you don't have children so uh hey doug what else you got all right so i have a review about the peppermill casino in reno nevada been there been and there been there scott, scott fd9861 ui wrote this on in september 2018 gave it one star and says disgraceful I was forcibly told to leave the casino my first night three times in a row by a gentleman, in quotes, trying to intimidate me, at which time I did. There was no, as a guest, please, sir, could you go to your room? This after I never put my hands on nor accosted any guest, but apparently simply a matter of someone having harmless fun gets you put in jail at the pepper mill. <laughs> I play money at your casino on my final and disastrous third night. There I was again told like a child to go to my room. I complied, 
but had to come back down to handle some business. <laughs> By the way, I've never been told to remove myself once in Vegas. Seems your casino is in the practice of strong-arming guests to the point that they have them thrown in jail for an interpretation of words. Disgraceful. I was alarmed to subsequently be arrested to be put in the slammer and thrown on a concrete floor for the night and day when there was never any resistance or fight for me, not to mention a $300 fine. Disgraceful to be treated in such a way by a supposed five-star casino. Obviously, political correctness rules the day at the pepper mill. What an absolute disgrace and an absolute abuse of power. Scott. <laughs> So this guy was just shit faced. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Was, Please go back to your room. That review was used against him as evidence in court. <laughs> yeah. I like the part where he's obviously like belligerently been sent to his room and then he comes back down because he had business yeah. to take care of. That is the best. I complied, <laughs> but had to come back down to handle some business. <laughs> All right. That's uh, the pepper mill. Kip, what else you got? Uh, I got a uh, review. For, uh, this is uh, the first review ever written. First mm -hmm. ever wow. star review. This is so, exciting. Yeah. It's from a Neanderthal man. And here's the review. It's, the review is for fire. Uh-huh. And it says, uh, fire hot, maybe too hot? Question mark. One star. <laughs> wow. What an asshole. Yeah move away from the fire a little bit i know this was it was on a they found that review on a cave painting <laughs> that was a real one that was a real review that's a real one, <laughs> a real one. <laughs> uh so what else you got joe we got a review of the uh the four seasons in orlando on trip advisor it's a one star uh title is family vacation four seasons did not let us down we had top-notch service, lots of activities, great location, and beautiful resort. No complaints. Highly recommend staying here, and they have a shuttle to the park. Lovely. And then uh, we got a response from the Four Seasons Orlando manager. that says, uh, thank you for taking the time to provide this feedback. We're so glad to hear you enjoyed your stay with us. We did notice you included a one-star rating <laughs> along with your excellent review. If there's any area you feel we could improve on, we would appreciate any additional feedback you can provide. Best regards, resort manager. <laughs> okay, um, Doug. Hey, Doug. Yeah. You got anything else? What else you got? I got nothing else. Ooh. What else you got? Sure. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got one. I got one. Right. I, this is for the uh, Ross Dress for Less on Pico and Alvarado. Okay, it's a good one. Oh, okay. uh, uh, on Yelp, uh, I was very disappointed with one of the ladies that works here. I don't recall her name, but she wore glasses about 5'5 five five and long light brown hair. I did not feel like she wanted to be there. When I asked the <laughs> question, she rolled her eyes and made me feel very small. I left and went to a different Ross. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's nice that she didn't take it out on Ross. <laughs> she didn't hold the brand responsible. Yeah. She, I like that she left like a description of this lady, like it's for the police. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, she's trying to catch the Golden State Killer. And you know, you know, you got to hit all the Rosses when you're out. You know, she was going to go to another Ross anyway. 
Yeah, what are you gonna go to Marshalls like a like some kind of animal? No, Roth has the best stuff. I was looking to get one of those disc men <laughs> that plug into the cassette thing in my car. <laughs> And a tiny pillow that says, bless this mess. And a size Woman. 13 women's basketball shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was kidding. I was buying a, a pack of raspberry Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a giant uh, painting of a baby that's not mine. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, Ross. We've got well, less than a minute left, Joe. Thank you for joining us on uh, What Else You Got? That was a, it was a pleasure. I, uh, you guys are you guys are just doing a you're doing the Lord's work here. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Talk See you, buddy. All right, bye. So All I guess right. that means the show's finally over. The show's over. Thank the Lord for the nighttime. And uh, make sure if you enjoyed the show or if you hated it, make sure to give us one star. Yes, please write us a one star review. It would mean the world to us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TossPassage and email us at TossPassage at gmail.com. And if you have any information on the whereabouts of Scott and Jeff, let Doug know. Yeah, let me know. Don't tell anyone else. You come to me first. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it. Until next time, keep having miserable experiences, everybody. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, okay?